De facto podcast is privileged to have been founded on Wadjuk Noongar land. We pay our respects to the traditional owners of this land and express our sincere gratitude for their ongoing guidance as we work in their community. Welcome back to another episode of Day Facto, where we discuss our nine to five kind of relationships in another podcast literally no one asked for. I'm Nicolette. I'm Kate. And also Lainey is back today. She's here. She's here, but she's going away to Europe very soon. And I'm trade, trade jealous. Trade, trade jealous. Absolutely. Also, huge shout out today. Sponsors, which is alarm clocks. Those, those, those manual analog kind of alarm clocks are our sponsor for today. And I'll tell you why. We booked a room to record at 8am. <laughs> Um, it's now 9.03. It's now 9.03. We're just getting started because I set my alarm for 6.30 p.m. Mm. instead of 6.30 a.m. and I got out of bed at 7.47. But I will say, quick turnaround yeah, I was going to say, not bad. 15 minutes, showered, got ready for the day. I'm here. She's here. She's back an hour and three minutes late, but we got here. It's fine. And I'm just saying, clearly I needed the sleep in because usually my body clock wakes me up at 6.30. 7.47, that's late. Like she didn't set your calculator. Have you ever done that before? Have you done that? <laughs> yeah, once when I was really drunk and then I was like, I swear I put an alarm on and then three days later when I opened my calculator up, I was like, oh, that's my alarm. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, happens to the best of us. Um, today we are talking about... For the four different attachment styles we are. or the attachment theory, whatever you want to call it. As a sexologist, I feel like I can talk about mm. that. Um, but before we do, obviously, Nicolette, what's up? What's up? Um, what is up? Well, I've pretty much seen Kate every day for the last since we were last recorded. It's so hard because we see each other all the time that we fill each other in in the stories and then when we tell them again, they're just not that funny. Well, we, we don't know what we've spoken about. Or yeah, not. we can't remember. Yeah. I reckon we just um, need to talk less. Yeah. Maybe we cut each other off. Something did happen on the weekend though, Kate, and I went to an event on Saturday and she had her like um, <laughs> her new like high-waisted jeans. Real I've cute. got these really hot high-waisted yeah. jeans and like a matching denim Like the double jacket. denim fit. It's a double denim fit. Oh, maybe I could wear that. Okay, sorry. Continue. That is nice. And then I had these new black pants with like the splits on the bottom, also very cute. Hot. And then Kay was like, oh, what do I wear tonight? She's got this event. And I was like, what do I wear? And then Kay goes, actually, those pants you're wearing would look really good with the outfit I want to wear. And I said, maybe your jeans look good with me. So what do we do? We go into the change rooms. <laughs> oh, no, actually, the toilet. It was a single It was a single <laughs> toilet, though, so we had to go in together. We had to, we had to like, <laughs> and we had to time it because there was all these people, these old, wom- old women around, and we had to time it so no one saw us going in together. Yeah. People thought, people could have thought we were, you know. Having sex in the toilet. It is Pride Month, so, you know. <laughs> True. And then we swapped pants. We swapped pants. We came out. Shockingly, though, I mean, not shockingly, um, Kate's pants are very tight on me. I was a bit worried that when I sat down, they were going to split open, but they didn't split. Nicolette has a lovely voluptuous butt and these tiny little skinny legs. It shits me. It's so annoying. No. She's in perfect proportion. <laughs> and I am not. Yes, you are. And then anyway, the pants looked really good on Kate. I don't think she wore them out that night. I did not wear the jeans because I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I got into the car, unbuttoned them and said, never doing that again. Um, I did wear them out. They looked hot. But when we were doing the pant change, it felt very much like Mile High Club. Like yeah, we had did. To, we had to time when we walked into the toilet and then, and then we had to time when we walked out of the toilet like separately so people didn't know we were in there together. And it was at like some like random bowls club. What, where even what? Like, it was at what, the Seroptimus. The Seroptimus. I don't even know what you'd call it. It felt like very much like a bowls club. Yeah. But, and it was definitely a professional networking group and we were in there changing pants. <laughs> However. Still looked great. We looked great and we got the job done. 
Yeah. And there was really good snacks and nobody else was eating. I went back for thirds on the snacks. <laughs> the snacks were good. You can tell when the old ladies like make the sausage rolls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was homemade. It was delicious. Yeah, it was great. What else has been going on, Nick? Um, I also went to the footy. I did see Fife. Did you say hi for me? I, well, from a distance, the third tier up of the Optus Stadium. A big shalom. Hello. Hello, Fife. <laughs> um, no, but I was sitting with my friend who is friends with him and I, and I told her your plan about the bouncing the footy into there and how we role played. She said... Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Like, why not? <laughs> Just kidding. She said, don't do that. Um, well, what's her, what does she got to Well, she's idea? still friends with his ex, so that's fine. However. Honey. She did say that. Who's of, the better friend, <laughs> me or the ex? She did say, though, that um, it was really, like, they couldn't go anywhere together because they just couldn't do anything because everyone recognised him and stopped. And oh, no, that's actually really good because I prefer my own space. I'm quite independent like that. So <laughs> okay, I'll let That actually know. works really well for me. Um, one thing that does shit me, though, <laughs> when you go to the footy, so it was a Fremantle-Richmond um, game, I think. Um, and Go, go Richmond. <laughs> you know when you go, though, it's like everyone's in the purple or the yellow and black, whatever it is. Then there's always that one dickhead in, like, an Eagles jersey. No! Like <laughs> Why? What's the point, man? It Honestly, gives me the world's biggest ick. It's like, we get it, all right? Mm. You're not supporting either of the teams. But why also, are you here then? Why are you here? Give the seat to someone else or fuck off. Literally. <laughs> anyway, that really I should be me. there watching my boyfriend play footy. Exactly. And I can't go because you're a fucking here taking yeah. up a seat. Actually, you know who else was in our stand? Because I guess we were in, like, you know, the WAG and the family centre oh, area. Yeah. Just, yeah, sorry. I don't know if you guys mentioned that. Nicolette was with the WAG. I was with the WAGs. Um, area. She had the. I did feel very locker underdressed. Room, locker room tickets. Did I you? Did. What did you wear? Um, no, I was completely normal for the football. It's just everyone in the area is real fancy. However, we weren't in a box. I said, what's up with this? Why would you go there? <laughs> Why would I go? Um, and then, Pavi, Matthew Pavlich, a few seats in front. You know who else was in the front? Cousins, Ben Cousins. And I said, Shalom, Ben. Big shalom. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't seen. Last time I saw you, you were bloody cleaning window screens on Canning Bridge. <laughs> what? Yeah, he did that. Oh, but you know, good to see his back. You know, he's back. It's good that he's and back. He's, he's, he's looking participating. Good. He was looking healthy. Healthy. And I said, good to see, Ben. Good to see. It would be hard being so, famous. so famous. I think I would also lose the plot. Mm. I lose the plot and... You know, I am quite famous. Well, um, <laughs> it was a bit of a Britney 07 moment for yeah. a while there. Yeah. Oh, poor Britney. I anyway. don't know. She's definitely got a stunt double going on. At yeah, the for sure. The AI with the face. What's From up what with I that? can see on TikTok, she's got a stunt double. Mm. All um, right. What's up with your weekend? Okay. So, well, I guess speaking of hanging out with footy players, <laughs> um, I, went to, I went to a friend's drinks at this place called Goody Twos in the city. I... Never, ever, ever, ever want to go there again. Oh. You, I will pay money to never go there again. Have you been there, Lainey? A big shout out to Goody Twos. A big shout out. No, it wasn't, <laughs> it <that>. wasn't <laughs> the venue. It wasn't the venue's fault. It was the people. The people and the vibe. Mm. But I went there for a friend's birthday and I did have fun mm -hmm. with the girls. Um my friend's birthday, but I just like, no, it's not. It just reminded me of why I really love Fremantle, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I thought this is why. Was and it finance, bro, or? So we're there. There's It was quite quiet when we got there. Then all these people come and then this big group of dudes sit next to us, maybe like four or five dudes, mm -hmm. so not that big. But they're giving off big personality vibes. Yeah. One of them sits practically on my lap 
And I had to do the whole turn the cold shoulder. Like, <laughs> this is not – you're too close to me. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he tried to strike up a conversation, asked me what I did. Obviously, they're, they're in their little suits. So cute in their little suity suits. <laughs> um, so I said, oh, I'm a CEO. Well, technically I are. am. Technically I am. And he was like, oh, yep, yep. Well, I'm actually a, I'm actually a, an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Bro's got a towel business and a gym. And he was showing me his Instagram and I was like, I actually don't care about these towels. <laughs> what sort of towels? Well, I think it's actually, well, he's, he's actually got a, a painted, a painted, I can't say that word, on the towels. I don't know what the correct word is. Basically, you can't copy it. He kept telling me that over and over again. Copyright. Painted towels. Okay, dude, internationally painted it. Is that the right word? <laughs> no, what you're trying to say, to be honest. Patent. When you like, when it's your design and no one else can steal it. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, listeners, you can correct me. I know you will. Just remember to label your DMs. <laughs> um, and so then he said, so he's showing me all the photos and I'm like, oh, whatever, man. Like, you've got a gym. No, gyms are good. And then he goes, oh, so like, how many people do you have at your business organization? I said, oh, we've got 25 people working Love for that. us. Thank you. Then the next guy, he is one. Run of, along now. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. And then one of my friends telling me he's cute. I'm going, he ain't cute. Um, he ain't cute. The vibes, physically cute. The vibes, not oh. cute. Then the next guy, he's actually one of the top bookies for Ladbrokes. So he's given me his business card. I'm giving him my <laughs> business card. And then, and then, so I'm talking, this guy was a little bit older and he had kids. I think he might've been divorced. So I was actually chatting with him because I was like, you seem normal. However, I think he was keen on me, mm. but he's got a big plush apartment in the city. So I was like, oh, could be a sugar Could daddy. be handy. Could, could be, be handy. Anyway, he says to me, oh, do you know who, who that is? And points to one of the guys there mm. who had, I just want to clarify, checked me up and down when he walked in. Okay. All the girls noticed it. And I said, it was the pants that, it, it was, was my the pants. pants. It was my pants. It was the pants. Yeah. I said, I've got absolutely no idea who this froggy looking man is. Oh no, who was it? Some Dockers player. Oh. Right? <laughs> I, d- I don't know. And then he was Wait, like, on Saturday night. Yeah. Well, and, oh no, sorry. X. Okay. I was, go- I was like, they're playing on Saturday night, so we can't be that good. Yeah. So, so <laughs> some ex Dockers player who, yeah, I was like, I, mate. And then I said, oh, good opportunity. So I said to the old man, I said, I said, you're all, so he's a Dockers player, you're all, how do you know each other? Apparently they know each other because they play some high-end poker. They've been in a poker tournament. But I said, does he know Nat Five? Because I'm really trying to get in there with Nat Five at the moment. <laughs> and he was like, mm, yeah, he would have he, he played with Nat Five. And I thought, perfect. Yeah, excuse me. Excuse I'll me. weasel my way in with the froggy man. I'll get to climb, the five. Climb the ladder. I'll climb the ladder. Yeah, no, I reckon the coffee shop's still a better option. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. And then it got tray awkward because we were actually catching the bus home and we didn't have five bucks, so I had to ask them for five bucks. <laughs> now, do you guys take afterpay? <laughs> I said, I said, I'll transfer you the $5. I just need the cash. Who's got $5 cash? None of them had $5 cash. Taking the bus home. Povo. <laughs> yeah, I'm Povo bitch right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. It's actually really into a public transport. Um, <laughs> it's just better for the environment. You know what? You need to get the smart rider on the lanyard and then you can just beep <laughs> your way onto the bus. Move on. And the other story I have for you all is this same night, one of the girls that was there, she, she was like a friend of a friend of a friend. She was telling me this story that she had matched with a guy on Tinder and they were talking and apparently he was, she said... He was dodging some of her questions, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, like what What sort of questions? She was like, oh, well, it was only one question. 
And the question was something to do with what his like cultural background was, right? Okay. Which I feel like for a lot of people, they might dodge that question if they've got a lot of trauma or maybe a lot of stigma or however it looks. It's a very specific looks. question, I feel. Yes. But just to clarify, they had only been talking on Tinder. Okay. I was going to ask, have that had, did they actually met or no. not? No. So what does she do? She posted her sister, we dated the same guy, with the conversation and him to see if there was any any background oh. info on him. And I said, we're not posting in that group, babe. Yeah. We are not posting in that group. Yeah, we spoke about it last week. I don't know. I, and also I've started to think more about it. I'm like, I don't know about putting someone's name out there, their photos, like a bit weird. Like imagine if dudes were doing that to girls and they're like, like oh, disgusting. yeah, like I hit that. She's an easy route or like, you know, shit like that. Like mm-hmm. I reckon that would be really weird. Mm-hmm. So I reckon maybe can the group. Have you heard of the group, Lainey? So basically the group is called Sister We Dating Same Guy. There's different versions in Perth, but girls will like post a picture of a guy and be like, what's the background info on him? But people, I see it from the point of you're dating, maybe you're together and you're having suspicions he might be cheating, you don't know he's cheating. But girls are doing it before they've even met the guy. Like they're just chatting on Tinder. I'm like, give the bloke a chance. I think it's kind of sad because then it's like, um, like, you're that traumatised that you you need to do a background check. Yeah. But then at the same time, yeah, it's like you can't be doing background checks on everyone. Nah. But then also that recent guy that's just been arrested and he, like, sexually assaulted all these chicks from Tinder. And I'm kind of like, well, no wonder people are doing background checks. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of goes in, like, a full circle, you know. It does, doesn't bit, it? bit depressing. Anything <laughs> else for the catch-up? Um, well, actually, I saw this the other day and I'd heard it before, but it re-sparked it. You know when they say, and you might have seen this as well, 30% chance of rain, right? Yeah. And so it doesn't mean it's a 30% chance it will rain. No. It's 30% of there we In the area. <laughs> in the area. 30% will get rain. Yeah. But doesn't that also mean, see, this is, oh, I'm so glad you brought this up because I've had this conversation with people. Yeah. But they also say, but that also means there's a 30% chance of rain because in the area, 30% will get rain. There's a 30% chance you'll be in that 30% that gets the rain get what I mean? But for me, it was like, oh, like it might rain, like a hundred percent chance of rain, you will get wet. 30% chance. It Babe, means I get like, wet all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> it might not rain. The 30% chance is already raining. <laughs> so yeah. But do you get my point? I get where you're coming from, but then also at the same time, not a hundred percent. My tiny little woman brain can't <laughs> no. like, figure it no, out. Because if you're standing in some spot, it's like, oh, there's a 30% chance it'll rain right here. But it could already be raining over there. <laughs> yeah, so it's a 30% chance of rain. No, but not on you, though. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I lost my train of thought. We'll discuss it after. <laughs> okay. Um, also, final update. I'm going out for dinner to a, a bit of a plush restaurant tomorrow night. So mm. I'll keep y'all in the loop. I'm oh. trying to stress about what I'm going to wear because this person appears to be very cool. Very, very cool. Way too cool for me. But by whose standards? By my own, mm. my own. I reckon you're just you're just doubting yourself. I'm just I don't know, guys. If you've got any suggestions of what I should wear, send them in to me. What, Actually, wait, don't not, because a date would have already happened. What's not cool? <laughs> Tell us what's not cool. Apparently, well, speed dealers are out. Okay, they were already going out though. Mm. They were in, they were out. Yeah, uh, this okay. Fashion is in for like three days at the moment, and then it's out. <laughs> I know, and I said perhaps I'm actually so because obviously fashion goes in circles, right? Yeah. I said perhaps I'm so far ahead of the trends mm. that it's uncool at the moment, yeah. but I'm already there. 
So that confuses me because it's like I was wearing those jeans three years ago and now they're cool. I was so ahead of the trends. It's like, yeah, but you weren't trendy at the time. Fair point. So are you with the trends or not? It's hard to say. Although, you know what I did notice on the weekend is the young fellas these days wearing the really long board shorts slash denim shorts. Yeah. Like did below you, the knee, did you just size that 20. The other day or? I've noticed it a lot, but on the weekend I was like, everyone's wearing them. Yeah. Oh, honey. And I was shocked. It's all I'm saying, guys, those pants are not getting my dick wet. No, absolutely not. I'm dry. I'm so dry. But you know what? Wear whatever you want because it's actually not up to us. Yeah. However, they're ugly. But if you've got some suggestions on what I can wear to look cool, <laughs> you can just let me know because I'm actually couldn't sleep last night. Just stressing. I was like, I'm not, I'm actually just not going to go. But we don't, we don't let guys tell us what's in and out. No, he's not telling me what's in and out. But, but you just want to make a good Because impression. I feel like my fashion sense, oh, I went very back to the basics, right? Mm-hmm. In the because Because what I do. She actually blends in with every guy she's dating. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to be quite cool and trendy. And then I just went back straight back to your classic Levi fashion, you know, mm-hmm. timeless. And now I'm like, well, I want to be cool and trendy again. But I don't have the money for that. You can do whatever you want. That's why I need a sugar daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, true. can we actually get into the hot top? Yeah, hot top. Um, there's two things here, but you start. Okay, well, the first one is common courtesies. Mm-hmm. And I'd really like to start because I'm quite passionate about this. Yeah. The first one is when you're on an escalator <laughs> and you're not walking up the escalator, mm-hmm. you stand to the left Absolutely. so everyone else can pass you. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the escalator with another person, like in a group, you still need to stand single file. Yeah, 100%. So people can still get past yeah. you. The only thing I will say, travelators, confusing. Because when people have shopping trolleys on there, they lock in. <laughs> but I, yeah, you with a shopping trolley, you're fucked. Yeah, no you're one's fucked. getting past you. No. So um, that's just rude. <laughs> so take your trolley in the lift. <laughs> yeah, get it in the lift. Um, what else is there? Number two, in shopping centres, mm-hmm. don't bunch up. Mm-hmm. Again, single file. Yeah. I think we should all live our lives being single file <laughs> because it makes it so much more streamlined for everyone else around you. Every other single file person. Because if you think about it, right, you've got a pack of fish mm-hmm. and they all stick together but they're moving at the same pace. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure where I'm going with this analogy. But, but then when the shark comes along, they fuck off out of the way. They fuck off out of the way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So that's So why. you're the shark. <laughs> everyone else I, is everyone the fish. Everyone needs to get the fuck out of my way. Um, <laughs> the same guns. thing with like when we're shopping in like – Coles Woolies in like a food store, mm-hmm. Stick, stay close to one side of yep. the aisle, whatever that is, so we can get around mm-hmm. you. And I can't see the items on the shelf if you were standing so close to them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you know that I'm behind you wanting to get something, mm-hmm. get out of my way. Yeah. Move over. Be courteous. <laughs> and also on shopping, if you've got a whole trolley, don't go to the self-serve checkout. No. <laughs> Just go through the regular one. There's not even anyone there. I got my bread and my freaking milk and I want to check out and go home and you're there scanning your th- two weeks worth of salmon. Nah, <laughs> and I'm just like, off. get out of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also, but what's with the self-serves not actually working? Like I've never yeah, not had no. to be like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. Because it's fucked up. And the self-serve person's just sitting there staring off into, like, the distance, yeah. like, completely Hello. Not, not there. Hello. See the red thing that's yeah. flashing? Come over, help me. Nah, that I'm would be me, though. fuck out of here. And also, when you leave the self-serve area, don't stop at the exit because none of us can get out. We're in some <laughs> sort of bottleneck self-serve <laughs> situation. Actually, back to the escalators as well. When you get to the top, don't stop. Keep moving. The people that get there and then they're like, now, where to next? And then everyone behind them's like, falling on the escalator because they've stopped at the exit and you can't get off. I'm I'm just so angry about this right now. Uh, my final thing is walk fast 
or just get out of my way. Because the things that I say in my brain, like if I'm behind you and I can't get around you because you're walking slow, I'm fucking tearing you to shreds in oh, my yeah. mind. The things I say, I should honestly, I'm going straight to hell. There's, I say some horrible things about you. I'm like, you're a fucking dickhead. <laughs> fucking walk faster. <laughs> some old person just trying to enjoy their day. Yeah. Um, actually, I do have another one. This is more summer, but like when you go to the beach mm-hmm. and there's the whole beach, don't set up right next to me. Right next to me. No. And with that, if you have kids or there's like a bunch of you, don't come and crowd my area. Go somewhere else. Pick your own area. Because even the other day at the park, like down at Brighton, Zach and I had a little picnic rug and we're sitting there just having our morning coffee because the grass was still damp. This family sets up behind us and then they're throwing the ball for their kid and the kid is running across our picnic rug. <laughs> like, what? you know when they like cut the corner? And they're yeah. like, and it happened like four times and I was like, can you please tell your child, I didn't say this because I had conflict, but I was like, can you please tell your child to not run on our rug? Like, he's muddy little shoes. And I was like, it's not on the kid. He's like two. I was like, it's on the parents. Just Set ruining, up somewhere else. There's ruining, a whole park here. We don't need to be next to each ruining other. Ruining the vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree. That would annoy me so much. Just I, I say, go back to COVID times where everyone had distances. That was the best part about COVID. When you were lining up in the shopping centre, people had to stand on the spots. And you could get angry at them if they were too close. And no one was breathing down your neck. The other day I had someone breathing down my neck. I was like, it's not going to make the line go any quicker. Get we're the- all waiting. But you know what does make things go quicker? If when you're in the traffic, if you just scooch up into the butt of into the butt <laughs> of the car before you, it makes them go quicker. I've learned well, that. Well, and that, it makes them get a little bit aware of it. <laughs> um, I have one more hot topic. People's, <laughs> people whose pets have way too many needs. Okay, I can't stand it. I cannot stand it. I don't care. Like, why are you feeding your dog on the crocodile diet? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> literally, my friend's dog had, like, this severe skin rash. And then I was like, oh, what are you feeding? And she goes, he's on this strictly crocodile diet. Ah, the fucking crocodile diet. If your dog just has to eat crocodile, put it down. And I, put it I the fuck said, down. who's going to deal with the Darwin Northern Territory crocodile farm? with the vet because I'm sorry. Someone's trying to palm off the crocodile meat and the vet's trying to make a profit. Yeah, You've got some deal going on. She's spending like fucking 400 bucks a week on her dog's diet and then apparently it fixed it and then she could introduce chicken again. Mind you, she got this dog from the pound that used to fucking run around in gin-gin and live on the farm. Mm. And I was like, babe, they're taking the piss. This dog is a farm dog and now it's living on crocodile meat. That's fucked. The crocodile diet, I can't. Yeah, and, and this chick, like, fucking walking her birds down at the beach the other day. Yeah, we've seen her before. We see this chick, she has a backpack with two birds in the backpack. Like one of those, like, cat glass ones. And I'm like, I think that's nice, but also I feel really sorry for the birds. Let them fly, babe. Like, put them on your shoulder, even with a little leash. Let them have some fresh air. Then a sweaty backpack. Why have you got birds for pets? Yeah. And then the last one about pets, they have too many needs. This goes, shout out to my friend's dog, Winnie. Oh, Winnie. We love Winnie. We do love Winnie. But he's a very, very high-need sausage dog. <laughs> and he's got so many fucking issues. Got severe like, anxiety. We like took him to the park the other day and she has to have him on the lead because he barks at anything that fucking blows past. <laughs> and then recently he's been getting like a bad stomach. So he's like shitting on the floor in her room every other night. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, and so they got this, again, special diet, not crocodile meat, but she got a special diet. And then she started giving to him. And then what she reckons it was is because he was on his bed, but he always whines to get on the bed. And because she was feeling bad that he was getting the shit she was putting on his bed, 
Since he's been sleeping on the bed, he hasn't been shitting on the carpet. Yeah, that anymore. dog don't need a special diet. <laughs> he's just he's just won you like he's, he won you over. Yeah, he was waking you up. He knew you had to get up when he shat on the carpet, and then he got his way. Now he's on the bed. No, no shits. I actually really admire that in that dog. I That's know. Smart. I re- I could do that. I could shit just to get what I want. <laughs> he's so funny. I fucking love Winnie. He's the best. All right. Okay, let's get into it. <clears throat> the episode name is called. I think you've got an avoidant attachment style, babe. Avoidant attachment? <laughs> That's the name of the episode. So we're talking about attachment theory today. Basically, it's a specific pattern of behaviour in and around relationships that people have. Mm-hmm. And there's four different adult styles of attachment. So there's secure attachment, anxious attachment, avoidant attachment, and fearful avoidant, but that's also can be called disorganised attachment. Okay. Um, it's basically a theory that's come from two main psychologists, one called Mary Ainsworth and, oh, sorry, she's a psychologist. And then John Bowlby, who's a psychiatrist. And they developed this theory in the 1950s around people's personal attachment styles. They do think though, it is developed in early childhood in response to, I guess, the relationships they have with their Mm -hmm. caregivers, um, and it's really thought to mirror the dynamics that they had from their caregivers growing mm. up. But you can, I think it's important because you can figure out what your attachment style is and then you can actually work on it to improve it. Yeah. And recognising it is equally as important. Um, I remember doing this in psychology in like year 12 and it's actually really interesting. And then when I saw this note, I was like, Mary Ainsworth. I was like, oh my God, I actually remember that. Look at that. Me Shout out to Mary Ainsworth. Like, shout out Mary. Love you. Go get it, queen. But yeah, pretty much is the explanation of the emotional bonds that rela- and relationships between people. So um, usually the behaviour of the primary caregivers, so like someone's parents, contributes to and forms the way a child perceives close relationships. Mm-hmm. So it does start in childhood, which I reckon is really interesting because I guess that also takes you back to nature versus nurture as well. True. So Which true. It's so weird. You know mm. those studies, and I'm just going to go on a quick tangent here. Absolutely. Those, no, not allowed. <coughs> we actually very much ne- stick to the schedule. We never go on tangents. Those um, nature versus nurture studies, and it was like between like identical twins and stuff like that, and then they found these twins that were separated at birth. Mm-hmm. So like, like genetically obviously identical, raised in separate families, mm. but like when they met up together – they were both firefighters. They both had the same haircut, long moustaches. Spooky. They both had married lady with the same name. Both had two kids and were living like two streets away from each other. That's a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, right? That is a glitch. And I was like, spooky. And then you see other people's twins, polar opposites. Mm. Except those creepy identical twins that are like too similar and they have like the same boyfriends and oh, stuff. Oh, that they... Those kids from Perth. Yeah, they freak yeah. me out. Interesting. Oh, I don't want to say that because they're real people, but it's hectic the way that they live their life. But those girls as well, another tangent, they'll do everything the same, right? So they have to eat at the same time of day. I think obviously something's not quite ticking. Mm-hmm. Um, but then one of them has a mole on their face and the other one doesn't. Oh. And I'm like, wouldn't you get that removed if you want to be exactly the same? True. But anyway, back to it. Back to it. Okay, so we're going to start with the the pinnacle of attachment, which is secure attachment. That's going to mm-hmm. be number one. Okay. Um, and then we'll take turns, yep. Nicola, as per as per our notes. Mm-hmm. So the first one we're going to be talking about is secure attachment. This is the pinnacle. This is what we're all aiming for in life. 
Basically, secure attachment style refers to the ability to form secure, loving relationships with others. A person with a secure attachment style is able to trust others and can be trusted and they can um, love and accept love and they can become close to others with relative ease. They're also not afraid of things like intimacy. They don't feel panicked when their partner needs their time and space away from them as well. And they're able to depend on others without becoming totally dependent. So apparently about 56% of adults have a secure attachment style. Mm-hmm. Um, and according to a bit of research done by psychologist Cindy Hazen in the 1980s, secure attachment is considered to be the healthy ideal for relationships. That's what we're all aiming for mm-hmm. in life. I would say I haven't quite gotten there yet <laughs> in my personal relationships, but I'm definitely aiming for it. So, I'm actually surprised that 56% of adults have that type. I well, thought it would have been less. So I must be just dating the wrong people. The, the last, the 44% that are just <laughs> fucking flailing about and I'm in the 44%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is interesting. So what are some of the signs of a secure attachment okay. then? Nicolette, you and Zach clearly are both securely attached. Yes. I'm, I'm not going to. Because I'm actually part of that relationship. So I feel like <laughs> the three can, of us. The three of us, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so some signs that you... You you are have a secure attachment style. Number one, ability to regulate your emotions. You're easily trusting of others, but mm-hmm. maybe this maybe the trusting also comes if you've got a bit of trauma later in life. That would come from that too. Anyway, yeah. you can communicate effectively. You're you have an ability to seek emotional support. Comfortable being alone. Comfortable in close relationships. You also can self reflect in partnerships. You're easy to connect with. You have an ability to manage conflict. You have high self esteem. And the ability to emotionally be available. Mm. Now, okay. how this manifests in relationships. Usually, secure, securely attached people grow up feeling secure emotionally and physically and can engage in the world with others in a really healthy way. As a result, people with secure attachment styles tend to navigate relationships well. They're generally positive, trusting and loving to their partners. They trust their partner's intentions and jealousy is often not an issue for them. Um, and securely attached people feel that they're worthy of love and don't need external reassurance. Hmm. That sounds plush and amazing. Take that me there. I want to go there. I'm Yeah, I think that is really nice. But obviously I get why these things form in childhood, right? Mm. Like, you know, and everyone's like, oh, like daddy issues, which also I don't like how they put it on the kid. Like it's the dad, the, you know, yep. the emotionally unavailable father. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it's really nice because it's so true, like trusting others, communication skills, seek emotional support, like those things I reckon lots of the time do come with childhood. Like if you don't have that when you're growing up, yeah, you're either going to resent someone else or you're going to like not know how to behave in a relationship. A hundred percent. I feel like though if you fit outside of that, you probably fit into one of the other three yeah. categories. And like I said before, you can do a lot of work to – to work on this and to get communication skills and learn how to be yeah. in a healthy relationship. And do you reckon also, um, I didn't read the whole study, but can these change? Like, could you uh, like be the what's well, a secure attachment and then go through a really really shit relationship and then become like an anxious attachment? Or I don't know exactly. I feel like if it if according to this theory, it's formed in childhood, right? But there would definitely, I guess that's like a behaviour change yeah, theory, true. right? Yeah. That would come down to a completely different model, which would totally, if something, do, I guess you, you learn your behaviours throughout life. So then that could change over time. Yeah, I guess it but would. But in terms of speaking from this, yeah, it's from childhood. <laughs> right. So the second one is avoidant attachment. Wait. Nicolette, take it away. 
It is avoidance. So it's a type of insecure attachments marked by the fear of intimacy. So people with an avoidant attachment style tend to have trouble getting close to others or trusting others in relationships because they ultimately don't believe their need um, their needs can get met in the relationship. So this is typically um, avoidant people typically maintain some distance from their partners or are largely emotionally unavailable. They may find relationships suffocating and avoid them completely or they prefer to be independent and rely on themselves. Um, it can also be known as dismissive avoidant attachment and is generally aligns with the anxious avoidant style observed amongst children. Mm. Um, they reckon about 25% of adults have the avoidant attachment style. So what then are some signs that you might be anxious, avoidant or just avoidant? Um, so it would be persistently avoiding emotional or physical intimacy, um, feeling a strong sense of independence, uncomfortable expressing your feelings, dismissive of others, hard time trusting people, um, feeling threatened by anyone who tries to get close to you, spending more time alone than interacting with others and believe you don't need others in your life. Or commitment issues. Commitment issues. issues. Commitment issues. So, okay, and then how would that manifest in a relationship? So that means avoidant anxious adults may tend to navigate relationships at arm length. So that obviously makes sense if you're avoidant attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, the need for emotional intimacy is lacking in these types of people. And so romantic relationships are not able to reach much depth. So obviously it's not going to really be able to grow much if you're mm-hmm. avoiding mm-hmm. them. Um so these people allow romantic partners to engage them, but they also avoid getting emotionally close. So I guess not getting to that deeper level. And a partner may feel that they can never get inside and will never be stonewalled or dismissed when their relationship feels too serious for the anxious avoidant partner. Now, I love to label people. <laughs> I love it. So I've actually labelled my partner as uh, avoidantly attached. Oh, okay. Um, and I did let him know. Mm-hmm. The other day, I did say, I think this might be you. You should do a bit of reading on it. It could probably help you down the line. As a sexologist, I felt like I had that was my right. <laughs> and I feel like it's also, if they don't know it, how can they not, How can they work on it? Exactly. But I can definitely see all of these things. I've done actually a lot more research on the avoidantly attached group. Mm-hmm. But apparently, um, sometimes, <laughs> and apparently um, the avoidantly attached will in the early days put a lot of effort into you because it's not like they can't date. They want to date. They want to have these uh-huh. relationships. So they'll put a lot of effort and time into you, into building that connection. Mm-hmm. And then once you're sort of emotionally invested, they then fear, have a fear of commitment, as it says here, commitment issues, and a fear of, um, and I guess an in- inability to form those close emotional relationships mm-hmm. because of fear. So then when you get to that point of you're like fully in, they'll start to pull away because their body is basically igniting a big fear response in them. And so they're like, oh, well, my gut feeling is telling me this isn't right. I've got to pull away, pull away, pull away. I need space. I need to go and regulate myself with space, which you know was done quite a lot. It was. Um and so they interpret their their feelings, their anxiousness, which stems from a fear of commitment, as truth, and they think that this connection isn't right. So oh. that's why they pull away. When really, I guess, like, we know that our emotions aren't always the truth. No. They're impacted by so many different things, and they aren't necessarily the truth, and I have the ability to interpret my emotions in that way, but people that are avoidant don't like to feel their emotions so they don't think about it as much as, say, someone else that's in a securely attached relationship. Mm-hmm. 
And people that are, are, are avoidant are actually known for like abruptly breaking up with people. Oh. Yeah, they're known for like putting all this effort in at the beginning and then very abruptly out of the blue breaking up with people. And then they are known for dwelling on the breakup for quite a long time. Not in the early days, but later on because they didn't process it in the early days. So they will dwell on it for a really long time, which explains again going back to exes later in life. Wow. And still having unprocessed feelings. That is interesting. Right? Yeah, because if they're avoiding that emotional closeness, like how mm-hmm. can they make it grow? Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. You can't. Yeah. That's interesting. I found it very interesting. So the third type is anxious attachment. I feel like I fit somewhere in here, let's be honest. <laughs> Basically, it's a type of insecure attachment style marked by deep fear of abandonment. People with an anxious attachment style tend to be very insecure about their relationships, often worrying that their partner will leave them. Thus, they'll always be hungry for validation. Um Anxious attachment is associated with neediness or clingy behaviour in relationships, such as getting really anxious anxious when your partner doesn't text you back or constantly feeling like your partner doesn't care enough about you. It's also known as anxious preoccupied attachment and it generally aligns with the anxious ambivalent attachment style or anxious resistant attachment style observed among children. Um, About 19% of adults have this anxious attachment style. I I would have, again, thought that would have been higher. Yeah. Especially, um, I just feel like so many people I know are like, get so annoyed with their partner, like he hasn't texted me back or like I don't want him to go out with the boys, I don't trust him and all this sort of stuff. And I feel like that is 100% anxious attachment. Like even there's like nothing to be worried about, but they're just like constantly stressing. Yeah, 100%. I feel like what I have learned as an adult is – I can't control what someone else is going to do, but I can control how I'm going to react. Yeah, 100%. So if I'm having this fear of, um, which I don't really, I'm actually pretty trusting in all my relationships, to be honest with you. But say if I was having a fear of my partner being out with friends that they were going to cheat on me, I'm always like, oh, they're going to cheat on me, they're going to cheat on me. Like stressing about it and losing sleep over it. The only thing that's caused is me losing sleep. And also saying that to your partner and being like, I don't want you to go out, you're going to cheat on me. Like eventually they're going to get annoyed with always having to reassure you that it's Mm. not going to happen, that Mm. it could drive your relationship further apart. Exactly. So when I'm, if they're out and I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm really stressed. I guess I just trust in myself that if they do cheat on me, because again, I can't control what they do, that I'll make the right choice, which is to leave them. 100%. And that's all you can do. As well, when you think about it the other way around, like, um, you know, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's because I have more girlfriends, but they're like, oh. I don't trust him around friends. Like, what if he cheats on me, blah, blah, blah. But then I know if that was flipped and I was going out with my friends all the time and Zach was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't trust you. Who are you talking to? Blah, blah, blah. I would be like so off that. Yeah, you would be. Like, about what the fuck? Why don't you trust me? Like, you have no reason not to trust me. Yeah. I think it's a little bit different if maybe like they've had a bit of like issues in the past and there is a reason that they might be a bit less trusting. Yeah. But... Yeah. Okay, what are some of the signs? So clingy tendencies. So this would probably be like texting all the time, getting really like anxious when you're not together, they're not responding to you quick enough, high sensitivity to criticism. Uh So whether that's a real criticism or perceived criticism as well. I think like people interpreting if someone's giving you uh, criticism, that might not be a negative thing, but being really highly sensitive to that. Oh, I can't take criticism. Maybe this is me. (laughs) (laughs) Needing approval from others. Um, You're quite jealous. Mm -hmm. You have difficulty being alone, low self-esteem, feeling unworthy of love, intense fear of rejection, a significant fear of abandonment and difficulty trusting others. That's really sad. Yeah. So in a relationship, 
this manifests in a few ways, but basically people with anxious attachment styles usually feel unworthy of love and need constant reassurance from their partners. They often blame themselves for challenges in the relationship and can exhibit frequent and intense jealousy or distrust due to poor self-esteem. Ultimately, there's a really deep-rooted fear of being abandoned, rejected, alone, and those fears typically express themselves in these ways. It sounds really horrible. I do know that there's a lot of work you can do on this particular attachment style. Um, and there's, I guess, obviously seeing a trained psychologist is the way to go, but I know there's a lot of like self-reflection things you can do. So maybe if you're feeling, um, for example, your partner's not texting back quick enough and that's making you feel really highly uh -huh. provoked, you can do like a lot of like journaling things. So like, what is the action? So it would be not texting back, back yeah. quick enough. Um, how does it make me feel? Whatever the answer is. Why does it make me feel this way? Whatever the answer is. And then what can I do to not feel this way? So that might be just distracting yourself or maybe doing some self-reassurance. Mm -hmm. So maybe you get your own little reassurance um, activities or some breath work that yeah. can make you feel really grounded. So I think there are so many things you can do if you are anxiously attached to work through it and it's not be all and end all, but you do have to put the work in yeah, I agree. to move into more of a securely attached style. And I do feel like I think if you, you know, if it's really important to you that like um, – you get a good morning text or something like that. Like you don't have to change that. You're, like you're allowed to want that as well, but maybe you need to, you need to communicate that with your partner too and be like, I feel a lot better. I can move on with my day. I know it may be unrealistic, but I would really just love a good morning text. I'm not going to be on my phone much today. I'll chat to you at the end of the day. That way it's like you can put any of your fear aside or whatever it might be. Like sometimes if I miss a call from someone, even if it's like, you know, my mum or whatever and I haven't called back for a few hours, I'll just be like, hey, sorry, really busy, I'll call you later. Yeah. Then put the other person at ease too, especially in a relationship. Like if you know that you need to talk to them every day, just send them a message to let you, them know that, that you're busy mm. and can't talk. Mm. Like if you know that they're going to be like that, don't play along with it and be like, get over it, I'll call you when I'm free because that's not very nice either. Yeah. So what's the fourth and final Attachment. So the style. last one is the fearful avoidant attachment. So Which this, is also called disorganized attachment. Yes, disorganized attachment. is a combination of both the anxious and avoidant attachment styles. So people with this attachment both desperately crave attention, sorry, affection, and want to avoid it at all costs. So they're reluctant to develop a close romantic relationship, yet at the same time they feel the dire need to feel loved by others, which would be quite hard feeling. Yes. Um, so... This is because the attachment behaviours displayed in these individuals can seem inconsistent uh, between the extremes of avoidance and anxiousness. So, in general, in general, though, the fearful avoidant attachment style is relatively rare, and it's actually not well researched huh. significantly. So we, so we actually don't have a statistic on like how many people are roughly in that. Um, however, it is associated with significant psychological and relational risks, including difficulty regulating emotions, heightened sexual behaviour, and increased risk for violence in their relationships. Yeah, so some of these signs include fear of rejection, inability to regulate emotions, contradictory behaviours, high levels of anxiety, difficult trusting others, and then, like we said before, signs of both the avoidant and anxious attachment styles. Yeah, and how does it manifest in a relationship? So this could be unpredictable and confusing behaviour, alternating between being aloof and independent and being clinging and emotional, desperate to desperately seeking love. They also push partners away because of the fear of love. Um, they believe they'll always be rejected, but don't avoid emotional intimacy. 
Um, they perceive their partners as unpredictable and they believe, sorry, they perceive their partners unpredictable and they themselves behave in unpredictable ways within their relationships as they continue to wrestle between the need for security and fear. Wow. Interesting. Mm. So there you have it. They're the four different types. I think really importantly, you should be open to figuring out where, where you sit and what type of uh, attachment style you have. And then if it's not the ideal pinnacle of secure, there's definitely, there is things that you can do to, to get better in whatever you're um, experiencing. So you can move on to a secure attachment style because we can all work on showing up better in a relationship. 100%. No one's perfect. Um, and I know, that, I guess that, yeah, this all stems down to childhood and the way your childhood was. But like I said, you can do the work to move to a more secure attachment style. And also talk to your partner if you're feeling these things. So be like, I know I do this and this, but I'm working on it or I'm trying to change. I think if you've got someone, if you're dating someone who maybe is like one of these specific types Mm. and isn't doing anything to help it, I think that's when like it's going to not make you feel the best in your relationship either. Yeah. So talk to them, try and work through it. But also if someone can't recognise their attachment style and therefore we won't put the work in there's nothing you can do to change that no person. exactly and it's and it's only going to continue to i guess make your relationship more insecure yeah so if you're maybe you're really secure attachment and then someone else is an avoidant attachment you can work on it and try and get through it as well but you may find that sometimes it might not work yeah so i'm looking for a securely attached person um, so again, Connor, any friends that are securely attached, let me know. Let him know. I'd love to catch up with him. I'm actually, um, someone's, I think, setting me up on a blind date. A blind date? But, however, she wouldn't show me a picture of this guy, mm. which is a bit like, why aren't you showing me a picture of him? Yeah. She was like, no, no, I prefer it to be face to face. He is a surfer. Maybe he's like famous, so she doesn't want to tell you. I don't know. She was very much like, no, I'm not going to show you a picture. But I'm like, well, how will I know what he looks like? And actually on that, I think it's only fair enough that you have some sort of attraction. Yes. (laughs) Someone, right? Like I'm all for, I reckon, this is what I reckon. If you're meeting someone, you might initially meet them and be like, oh, no sexual attraction, whatever. But then maybe your friend's friend and over a few months, you're like, oh, actually, they're really, I'm starting to like them. They're cute because the personality is growing on you. Yeah. First off, initial date, you need to have some sort of attraction to the other person. And I want to know what they look like. Yeah. And also, how are you supposed to meet up if you both don't know who you're looking for? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, Drake. Hello. Hello. Is that anyone? anyone? Excuse me. Are you Drake? Uh, Anyone? Drake? No. Anyway, so I'm still deciding if I'm going to go on it or not, but I'll keep you guys in the loop. Maybe just do it for the do it for the plot. Oh, I've got anxiety thinking about it. I've got, oh, I'm actually getting nervous. Do you want poos. me to come with you? Or why don't you tell him to come here? You can come on the podcast. <gasps> Blind date on the podcast. Yeah, right. Done. Done. That's the only way she'll do it. All right. So that's all the time we have for today. We are still releasing our potty uh, weekly on all the ins and outs of dating and what not to do. If you liked us, please give us a follow on Spotify or leave a review. Um, Also, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Apparently, our TikTok followers have been popping off in the last 24 hours. So get in quick because we're actually... (laughs) We'll start charging. We're going to start charging. (laughs) And also, we're going to have to cut numbers in a minute. And you don't want to get cut. And if you actually want to be a sponsor... (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll take real sponsors too. We'll take real sponsors. Um, Alarm clocks, if anyone's got one, post it into us. Yep. DM us for the address. We want to get a little goodie bag of gifts we can give people and we can run activities. Um, (laughs) We are de facto, D-A-Y-F-A-C-T-O. My name is Kate Raston. Please also follow me on Instagram because I got rid of all my Instagram followers in a big cull and I want them back. She's gone through a moment. I had a moment. Exactly. so, see you next time. Over, Over and out. Uh. <laughs> Whoa, Nicola went rogue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't even done saying <laughs> time. It just came out. <laughs> I was reading it with you. And then <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. See you next time. Over, Over and, and out. out. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate.